Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, Austin Leaping Reeves. Yeah, that's his official name now. Look, should the Lakers have gone to overtime against the Dallas Mavericks without Luka Doncic? Probably not. Right? Like they they <laughs> Uh, that is that is not a way that you wanted that game to play out. You don't want those extra miles on everybody involved. But at the same time, look, this this team desperately needs constant reminders that on any given night, any team, regardless of who is playing for that team or not playing for that team, uh, can jump up and bite you. And the fact that the Lakers, you know, maybe learn that lesson here. Without taking the loss as well, you know, there's there's value in that. But but more importantly than than in lessons that future Hall of Famers and guys who you know I understand why they approach the regular season that they do the way that they do. They've all played in upwards of 15 plus NBA regular seasons, so I understand why they would look at this thing as the trudge to the mud that the uh, Laker that the 82 game regular season is more importantly than any of those lessons though is the moment like those moments that you kind of look back on and you say yep that's going to matter later and Austin Reeves knocking down that jumper and and you know getting the the confidence uh and 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 inspiring the confidence frankly earning the confidence and Frank Vogel will be playing those minutes in the first place and then also you know, Russ drives middle. He sees Austin on the other side of the court open for three and doesn't even hesitate, right? Sends that pass over there, hits him in the shooting pocket, and the rest is history now. Uh, Reeves hits that shot. The Lakers win 107-104. And sure, yeah, again, going to overtime against a Dallas team without Luka Doncic, not ideal. But the Lakers also were playing shorthanded. And this is a team, by the way, that has all season long completely overlooked uh, opponents that they deem below them. And the fact that the Lakers, you know, probably did that again last night and still walk away with a win, especially a win as memorable as this one is, is, is going to be, that's pretty freaking cool. But also, please stop taking opponents that lightly. Let's talk about Austin Reeves, though. Obviously, that jumper is huge. Obviously, that is going to, you know, rightfully get all of the attention uh, attention here. Uh, but, you know, you look at the game that he played, and it was pretty... <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty insane that somebody with his res- resume is having this kind of season. But he plays 32 minutes. He goes 5 of 6 from the field. All of those were three-point attempts. Uh, seven boards, a couple assists, a steal, uh, the one turnover, four fouls, and he scores uh, 15 points on the night. And, and you know, for a team desperate for any kind of wing depth, like it, it certainly opens up a singular opportunity for this guy. And this guy has taken that opportunity and fucking run with it. And pardon my French, but, but I get really pumped talking about somebody who sees an opportunity sees a crack in that door, and then kicks that MFR down. And that's what Austin Reeves has done. He has been incredible. And and it's not, you know, 
taking guys off the off the dribble from the wing and ISO. It's not going out there and freaking locking guys down. No, it's playing within himself, understanding his role, and being the absolute best that he can be at that role. And it certainly helps that he is probably kind of singularly talented in, in, in being able to fill that role compared to other guys on this roster, given where Kent Bazemore appears to be in his career. I think that guy might be done. You know, he got another chance last night, 15 minutes minus 19 in those 15 minutes, just an outright disaster while he was out there. But Reeves though has, has, you know, has been given a really cool opportunity on a team that is going to be hopefully contending for a championship. And he has made a very legitimate case to be the starter. That's insane. An undrafted rookie making a very legitimate case to be a starter. Now, it says something to a certain extent about the other guys on this team, but on any team, honestly, this guy has been the kind of player that any team would welcome with open arms. The Lakers scouting department strikes again. Another guy who I think has made a very strong case for himself in terms of rotational minutes and especially that starting spot is Wayne Ellington. I thought the play of the game, aside from, you know, Russ's three from the corner and Austin Reeves' three to win it, but I thought the kind of underscored uh, big time play of the game, winning kind of play, was Wayne Ellington sprinting the floor to get back into a two on one fast break break up that pass. It winds up going into a half-court situation for Dallas. Uh, KP, Christoph Porzingis misses a deep three-pointer, and a play that was going to be two points in a critical moment winds up being a stop for the Lakers. The Lakers go down and get a bucket on the other end, and that's a giant four-point swing there. And Wayne Ellington isn't necessarily known for his defense, obviously. He's a shooter first and foremost, and third most, and you know, <laughs> fourth most, fifth most, sixth month, seven month. But but at the end of the day, this guy is a limited defender who, much like Reeves, stays within himself and plays smart defense. And, you know, the Lakers have enough defense around him when he's in the right lineups to where he can stay within himself. And that really has, has paid dividends here. Uh, Wayne, you know, didn't have an incredible shooting night, three of nine from the field and three-point range, scores nine points, uh, but walks away as a plus 10 in the plus-minus, and it's because, like, they have to care about him. When he caught the ball in the wing, they dashed at him. They they tried to run him off the three-point line. That leads to Russ being wide open in the corner. He looks down at the other end, sees the clock, sees he has enough time to attack. He attacks middle. He kicks the ball out to Austin Reeves, and the Lakers win the game. That is able to that that is something that is a possibility because Dallas has to care about Wayne Ellington being wide open from three point range. That's that's not something you can necessarily say about Avery Bradley. And I think tonight Ellington being in those lineups in at the end of the reg, of regulation and in overtime was to me kind of implicit acknowledgement from Frank Vogel. Okay, yeah. This guy is probably going to be a key factor at that shooting guard spot from here on out. So now you start looking at, all right, Wayne's going to get minutes there. Reeves is going to get minutes there. Uh, 
Malik Monk is going to get minutes there. Eventually, Taylor Horton Tucker is going to get minutes there. If the Lakers ever see Kendrick Nunn this season, he's going to figure into that math. It starts to get a little difficult to see where Avery Bradley's spot there is. And I say that on a night, by the way, I thought he was fine. Bradley was okay. Like one of five from three-point range, not ideal, but played decent enough defense. Uh, It was a decent game for Avery Bradley. It's just that it's a lot easier for the other guys in this rotation because of their shooting ability to, to for their decent games to have a much larger impact on, on the Lakers and winning than Avery Bradley's decent games. I also want to point out uh, Anthony Davis in this one because, you know, he deals with foul trouble all game. Eight of 18 from the field, not great. O of three from three-point range, that's going to be a concern moving forward, but he finishes the game 20 points, 12 boards, two assists, um, and and winds up walking away a plus 21 here. Now, the plus 21, I think, has a lot to do with the fact that uh, Dallas was really taking advantage of the Lakers' small ball lineups when they went to LeBron at the five, and then, you know, DeAndre Jordan is uh, DeAndre Jordan. So in the minutes that Anthony Davis wasn't on the court, uh, the Lakers really kind of struggled. And, you know, I, I kind of sort of makes sense that this guy is going to have an impact, uh, whether it's because he isn't on the court and the guys that the Lakers are forced to put onto the court, or if he's playing well. And, you know, I, I, I still don't think he's moving particularly well. Uh, he, he plays a lot. Like, this is the most I've ever seen Anthony Davis put his hands on his knees and kind of walk with his head slumped over. Uh, there were some beat reporters saying that he was clearly gassed in that third quarter. This is somebody in Anthony Davis who I think bulked up a little bit too much to try to prepare himself for the center spot. And this is going to be something that he has to try to figure out kind of moving forward. But don't get it twisted. The Lakers are only really going to go as far as Anthony Davis LeBron James and Russell Westbrook are going to take them. And while Davis at this stage, given his approach to the game is, is more flawed of a player than he, than he necessarily should be him, you know, being a plus 21 in this game, game high, by the way, by a lot, the next closest player to him are uh, Wayne Ellington and Austin Reeves, both sitting there at plus 10. This is one of those spots where the plus minus matches the eye test because of everything AD does all over the court. So he's a frustrating player at times, but he's a frustrating player who is capable of impacting the game even when he isn't at his best. And and that's kind of the theme of this thing, right? Wayne Ellington, not necessarily at his best. Russell Westbrook, not necessarily at his best either. You know, LeBron didn't have one of those holy shit LeBron games. It's about, for the Lakers... All right, on those nights that y'all don't have it necessarily going, who is capable of still helping you win? And Anthony Davis is still arguably first and foremost on that list. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I do want to tell you guys, listen to the show that I just recorded here with uh, Christian Rivas. That is another AI show this week. Uh, We did an extra one of those because Sabrina... Uh, Sabrina had to cover the Clippers game uh, tonight. Uh, And then to all of you who tune into the pressure cooker, that was a blast. Let's do that again. 
Not necessarily overtime, but let's get a few more close games on national TV so we can all watch them together. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.